Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wolf, and I appreciate y'all for being here for another episode of the Week 9 Recap and Week 10 Waiver Wire Pickups of the Week. All right, uh, last week I, I did the Waiver Podcast. It was before the news about Henry Ruggs came out, uh, so I wasn't able to harp on it. Uh, you know me, I keep it all short and brief, but it's a teachable moment, and how can I not talk about it? Um, a split decision can change the course of history. It's just too many outlets and avenues to avoid drinking and driving. Don't do it. It'll save you a lot of heartache. Prayers to both families. All right, let's get off to the news and notes. Let's go. All right, Trevor Lawrence suffered a low ankle sprain in the first half, but he finished the game. So it's uncertain if he'll play this week, but it's looking like he's trending towards playing. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott briefly left the game with a knee contusion. Not sure of the severity. Uh, If you're the Zeke owner, you need to get Tony Pollard in a hurry. Devontae Booker left the Devontae Booker. <laughs> Devontae Booker left the game with a hip injury. After the game, he said he feels fine. They have a bye week, and I think the football world is anticipating the return of Saquon Barkley anyway. Uh, Chase Edmonds suffered an ankle injury in the game against the 49ers. Uh, for now, it's the James uh, Connors backfield, and he's going to be a monster with every carry. Uh, two attack of Aloha was a late scratch with a fractured middle finger. So I played Tyrod Taylor in his stead, and I lost that matchup by one point because he put up eight points. And I did it because the Dolphins ranked 29th in uh, points allowed. I'd rather fight four aggressive flying roaches before I start Tyrod Taylor again. All right, those were most of the notable injuries of the week. Uh, week 9 showed us that these NFL teams still have a bunch of professional players on each team. Uh, the Cardinals beat the 49ers 31-17. Uh, the winner of this game was James Conner with the hat trick of scoring three touchdowns. Uh, if, Jace, if Chase Edmonds is out for a few weeks with the ankle injury, they think it's a high ankle sprain, which is usually like a month. Uh, that makes Conner a top 12 running back. Uh, another honorable mention for a winner is uh, George Kittle. Uh, going, coming away with six catches for 101 yards on eight targets. Welcome back to the Fantasy Party, George Kittle. The loser of this game is Jimmy G. His stat line wasn't bad, but you know he's not the QB of the future, so it's only a matter of time before before Trey Lance takes over. Uh, the Falcons clawed their way past the Saints in Atlanta fashion. Admit it, you thought they were going to blow the lead. The winner of this game is Cordero Patterson. Is it me or have all the coaches that simply got it wrong when it comes to him? Uh, it's just no way we should have a season like this when he's at 29, 30 years old. He's the human Swiss Army knife. Uh, Patterson was quite pedestrian in the run game, and that comes from the fact that the Saints are first in rushing yards allowed and yards per carry. You're just not going to be able to run against him. But he still came away with six grabs or 126 yards while catching every target. Uh, Mike Davis' stock has fallen faster than Brand Stark on Game of Thrones Season 1. He can be dropped on all formats. The loser of this game is Trevor Simeon. He had a decent game by throwing for a 249-2, but that doesn't tell the whole story. The Saints didn't score in the first half. The Atlanta Falcons are 28th against QBs. As long as you avoid Terrell, A.J. Terrell's side, uh, he's a top three corner when he's in man-to-man. Leave him alone. I honestly think Sean Payton didn't want to rush Taysom into the starting role after sitting out a few games with the in-concussion protocol. But having a rushing QB just forces defense to play more on their toes and force them to contain 
and or spy the QB. It's just a different dynamic that the defense has to worry about. So I don't know how long Trevor Simeon will be the starter. We'll, you got to monitor the situation. All right, Denver beat the snot out of Dallas. It was 30-0 to zero at one point. Uh, the winner of this game has to be Denver's run game. Javante Williams went 17 for 111, and Melvin Gordon had 21 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. He's not going anywhere. This isn't a Cam Akers situation where you're just waiting for the young pup to, to, to usurp the old veteran. Gordon has done nothing to show he's lost a step or he's not good enough to get half or the bulk of the carries. All right, the losers of this game has to be the entire Dallas team from Troy Aikman on down. Uh, they looked like a team that was overlooking the Denver Broncos because they thought the I guess they thought Denver gave up on the season after they traded Von Miller. Uh, nothing good to say about Dallas other than this being an anomaly, and they'll be back to form uh, next week. Uh, Zeke, Zeke, Zeke briefly left the game with a knee contusion, but came back in the game. So if you're the Zeke owner, you have to pick up or trade for a Tony Pollard in a hurry. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs scraped by the Aaron Rodgers Packers, 13-7. Okay, I'm going to go on the record saying this. Um, it's time to bench Pat Mahomes on your fantasy football team and allow him to go off on your bench before you start him again. It's better options out there. I would rather play Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz right now. Uh, this offense is broken. It seems they don't know their identity. The last three games, Crap Mahomes' yardage has been 206, 275, 166. In those three games, Mahomes has two touchdowns and two interceptions. If you could trade them to a Chiefs fan, do it. Uh, the winner of this game has to be A.J. Dillon. Uh, Aaron Jones played 40 snaps. A.J. Dillon played 24. Aaron Jones has been solid, but they have pretty much came away with the same production. So this just isn't what you want to see out of Aaron Jones when you thought he would be a 20-touch-a-game type of guy. Uh, Dylan has looked more and more like a solid flex play. The losers. All of the Chiefs from Tony Gonzalez all the way down. Uh, Darrell Williams did have 19 carries. It was only 70 yards, but it was encouraging for him to get that many touches and should be on RB2 against the Raiders next week as long as CEH is still on IR. is not said the return. Uh, I think if Odell clears waivers, then the Chiefs are going to go after him with everything they have. Uh, part two of the loser is Jordan Love. He's probably texting Aaron Rodgers right now to explain how safe the vaccine is. Uh, did y'all see where his mom was in the stands? She was sitting so high her head was in the way of the scoreboard. Shame on you, Packers. It was his son, her son's first game. Do better. All right, Cleveland beat beat the dog poo-poo out of the Bengals, 41-16. Uh, I guess Baker Mayfield doesn't need Odell. He came away with the, higher, the highest passer rating of any QB for Week 9, so he has to be the winner of this game. I've been very critical of Mayfield in the past because he comes off to me as just an average QB. Uh, the Part 2 winner is uh, Nick Chubb, 137 yards and two touchdowns. Loser has to be Joe Burrow, 282 yards, two picks, and one was a house call for Denzel Ward. You can drop Tyler Boyd like a, a spoon food airplane into a kid's mouth. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. You got to do something funny when you're feeding a kid smoothie carrots. The Panthers got word beat down by the Pats 24-6. The winner is CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Came away with 14 PPR points and didn't have any setbacks, so 
He's back. The loser, Sam Darnold. He looks so bad that Cam Newton's grandma has a tryout this Thursday. Darnold simply fell off a cliff. In the last three games, he has four interceptions with zero touchdowns. Uh, CMC is the only one you can trust in this offense. Dear Sam, just throw the ball to CMC every down. You, you, you'll do better than what you're doing right now. I promise. Scouts honor. All right, the Ravens defeated the Minnesota Vikings 34-31 in a slugfest. Uh, the winner of this game is Marquise Brown. Um, he has been hit or miss during his tenure with the Ravens. But now he's looking like a, every, he's looking like a weekly starter. Uh, 12 targets for 116. Uh, maybe Lamar and Marquise have found the chemistry they were looking for. Or maybe this is just coming from them rolling out the expendables at running back. So they don't have a good running game anymore. Uh, the losers, no losers. Uh, the guys that you started either had a solid game or they didn't kill you by coming away with a touchdown. Feeling. <clears throat> All right, the Dolphins beat the Texans 17-9. to The winner of this game has to be Jalen Waddle. He's a target machine for this offense. Caught eight passes on 10 targets, which is 30%, no, 23% of the target share, coming away with 83 yards. The loser is Tyrod Taylor. How'd you poop poop the bed against the Dolphins? The Dolphins ranked 29th in points allowed and ranked 25th against QBs. Tyrod, you stunk it up. It was a putrid performance, and I'm very thankful that Tom Brady is back. The Chargers scraped past the Eagles 27-24. Are the Eagles a running team now? Uh, this is what we've been waiting for when it came to Miles Sanders. I thought he was going to dominate this backfield, but has been the case, and now he's on our hour. The winner is Jordan Howard slash Devontae Smith. Most people didn't even know Jordan Howard was still in the NFL. Granted, he was on the practice squad. Uh, Howard went 17 for 71 and a touchdown. He's the number one waiver pickup while Miles Sanders is still on our. Smith had his best game of the season going five for 116 and a touchdown. Thank you for going off Devontae Smith after I dropped you last week for Odell. I appreciate it. The loser of this game is Mike Williams, two for 58. I know you remember when Mike was a top five wide receiver, scoring 30 points a game, every week starter. The honeymoon is over. I need you to bench him like he has an injury. Let him go off on your bench. It's over. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. But uh, you have to move on. And I don't mean move on like you're dropping him because you're not sending him to the waiver wire because you know it's potential. But he's going to have to be on your bench. Send him there. All right, let's get into the part where everybody's been waiting for, the waiver wire picks of the week. Coming in at number one is Jordan Howard. Yes, he just got off the couch. But he's playing like a player who's trying to prove that he deserves to be on a squad and not just the practice squad. In his first game back, he had 12 carries for 57 yards, two touchdowns. In the game against the Chargers, he came away with 71 yards and a touchdown. And it seems like he has separated himself from Boston Snot. Uh, Howard is 14% on. Mike Sirianni said Jordan Howard is going to be a part of his offense, even when Miles Sanders comes back. So you can play Howard now, but uh, I think you might have to pivot once it's a four down, four, four running backs in the backfield. Coming in at number two is Naeem Hines. He could be number one. But this all comes down to Marlon Mack. Uh, Mack was a healthy scratch last week, and I'm not sure if that's because he's on his way on the, out the door 
or because they had to move two guys up from the practice squad for uh, two receivers being hurt uh, for the char- for the game against the Jets, in which one was Hilton, T.Y. Hilton. I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, Naeem went bonkers against the Jets. Uh, and he just needs 10 to 12 touches, and he's a great flex. But if Marlon Mack comes back this week, then you just blew your waiver claim for nothing because he's going to take probably 10 snaps, five carries. So it'll be all for nothing. So monitor the Marlon Mack situation. Coming in at number three, Devonta Freeman. Yeah, it's gross. Like I've said time and time again, we've scoffed at uh, starting running back, but so many are injured right now. Uh, Bell and Freeman pretty much split the carries, but Freeman ran 30 routes out of the backfield. As long as Latavius Murray doesn't play, then Freeman is a good play this week. So you have to monitor the Latavius Murray situation. The number one wide receiver is Elijah Moore. What feels more gross than putting in a claim for Devontae Freeman? Putting in a waiver claim for a Jets player. Moore has back-to-back decent games. Went six or seven against the Bengals in the upset and went eight for 84 and two touchdowns against the Colts. Number one tight end is Pat Firemuth. Demuth is Luth. I told y'all to pick him up for uh in the last week's podcast. And he got you 20 points and you still lost by one point because you played Tyrod Taylor. How stupid can you be? All right, on to the next list, which is the not so sexy list. This is what you do. You this is the guys that you pick up after the waiver claims have gone through, because you don't expect the other guys to pick these guys up. All right, if you're the Zeke owner, Tony Pollard needs to be your first waiver claim. It's simply too late in the season to lose RB1. Ramondre Stevenson of the Pats. If Damian Williams can't go this week, you have to start this guy. He's an every down back. Uh, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. As long as Calvin Ridley is out, this is going to be a solid play as well. He had eight targets, seven grabs, 64 yards this past week. He's been solid two weeks in a row. Tim Patrick. 26% 26% on, a good flex play. Uh, but he does have a bye week after this game against Philly. If Logan Thomas is still out there, slide him in your, to your hour spot to see what happens. He's 54% on, but he was a tight end one when he wasn't hurt or before he went to hour, rather. All right, if you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. There's another episode down. Um, I have to find some time in order to do... A week preview other than just a waiver wire so that could be coming soon in the near future here uh this episode is brought to you by gemini grinders gemini grinders delivers premium quality ceramic grinders and accessories designed to help you get elevation without frustration their non-stick ceramic grinders make grinding flour consistent smooth and easy while significantly reducing the need for cleaning coming in an array of colors they are sure to have one that matches your style that's GeminiGrinders.com. G-E-M-I-N-E-Y-E Grinders.com. For 20% off, use the code THEFIXERS at checkout. See y'all next week.